Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so, up and drive me there anyway. You, <laughs> a major. What's up, going so? What's up, going so? ¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Cómo estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the Manchester Podcast. And we are live. What the fuck happened to that? Hey, listen, I, I was actually trying to cut you off the entire time as you were trying to talk. Are you, what are you drinking in that in that old man uh, cup right there, bro? Is that like honey? When yeah. everything oh, goes wow. to shit, that's where I'm going, baby. That's it. <laughs> good luck. Fucking good luck with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, hey look, that once they, I'm taking my guns with me. Once they see, they're like, okay, he's he's cool. We're gonna let him in. Is that does that is that a Texas uh, cup say made in Mexico? <laughs> no, I feel we, like... know, we know that it is right. We know that it yeah, is. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like it's a really says, sweat. It's just perfect for a cafe con leche. So that's what I'm drinking. Yeah, that looks like a. That's easily a made in China, <clears throat> Texas, uh, coffee cup. Yeah, it was made in China. Yeah, man. Imported from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching. I was up late last night. I was watching a a Gary Owen podcast. Uh, Get some, and he had uh Brian Callen on, right. And I hadn't heard from Brian Kylan since the whole shit happened with, you know, the article about him getting canceled with the yeah. alleged sexual assault and that he vehemently denies. And dude, I didn't realize it's gonna sound. I didn't realize how much I missed his take on stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like the dynamic that he had with Brendan Schaub, because mm-hmm. it was like, I was like, fuck, it's like the fighter and the kid now is different. Now he's got like two black dudes, uh, Malik, Malik B and Chappelle Lacey, which are funny motherfuckers, mm-hmm. like in their own right. But it's a totally different podcast. It's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. So it's like, man, like, fuck, I miss Kylan's take on this shit. Like, fuck. He had like, he just has like different like, show, right, for a while. He had a different comic on there. Um, yeah, he had Josh Wolf Josh for Wolf, a while yeah, before yeah. he uh, before he moved. Because a bunch of comics moved out of, out of L.A. Mm-hmm. So he was there for a couple of weeks. And that was cool because he's similar to Kylan. Right. You know, he's uh, also around the same age. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a one-for-one replacement. But. Now it's it's just different, but just listen to Callan talk. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, I missed your take on this on different shit, and just like your opinion. Like, you, you could see he's become like because he was like a staunch libertarian, whatever yeah. that means, you know, Republican. Republican. And now he's like, now he's like talking about how uh, now he's like, you know what? I, yeah, social issues matter. Like, you shouldn't die because you have a disease that can be cured, but you just don't have the money. You know, I mean, like wow. I used to be different. Yeah, I was like, wow, what a what a big jump there, bro. Who's, who's paying Fucking his bills humanity. right now? Someone must be paying his bills that he decided yeah. to have that change of heart. Yeah, that's a, that's a big leap from oh, the government needs to be small to you know the go- government needs to do something about this. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? Hmm. Like you were always against this shit. She's like, yeah. I've become more liberal. Um, in my way of not like my way, of, not my way of thinking. Just like people shouldn't die over diseases that. They can they can be helped with just right. because it costs too much money to treat them. Yeah, I agree. so it was just interesting. That was it. I was like I it was like forty five minutes and then I fell asleep because it was like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it was it was a good it was a good one, man. So what's up with you, man? How you feeling? I'm uh, still alive, so that's good. I still have this like yes. persistent cough. That's a mm-hmm. motherfucker. Uh, Almost sounds like pertussis, like the like the ones that like kids get, like that dry cough. Man, yeah, it is kind of like a dry cough. It's a fucking pain in my ass. That's what it yeah. is. Um, yeah, it sounds it looks miserable, <coughs> and it yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, it's great for yeah. uh, the yeah. show for all those. Hey, if you're into uh, what the fuck is that called? People that are into the the different sounds or whatever, uh, they'll listen to people uh, just smack on a mic. Uh, you can just listen oh, to me mouse, cough. like mouth something. I don't know what, what is the name of that shit. I don't know. Hold on, let me Google it. Let me Google it. I'm gonna, it's gonna bother me. I wanted to sound uh, more educated than I really am, but I forgot what the fuck it was called. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you also have COVID brain, so that's a thing. Is that a thing? Do like they're they're. Um, I think everything's a thing when it comes to COVID. Like like Andrew Schultz was talking about the fact that like he had COVID last February or March, and he still hasn't gotten his taste back or his sense of smell. Shit. 
Yeah, yeah I'm actually, I'm Could you imagine that, that shit? Could you? Could you imagine like not being able to know what anything tastes like anymore or smells? The story he told about it was fucking disgusting, though. He's <laughs> like, bet. "Yeah, I was scratching my ass." He, of course, he goes, "I was scratching my ass," and I went to hold, I went to cuddle with my girl, and then she goes, "The fuck is wrong with your hand? It smells <laughs> like shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's he's it. like, he's like, what? Like what? What? What, what do you mean? I was oh, like, God. God damn, that's crazy. Was it fear of sounds? Right? Not the fear of sounds. We know the the people that just. They they'll make like thirty minute videos of just you like of you smacking your lips on, on something, the and oh, then I'm people gonna... just listen to those videos or you know watch them and listen. Well, the, the fear of sound. It's not it's not a fear of sound. Uh, but yeah, hey, like sound. If you if you feel like that's like therapeutic, a... you can just grab that two second clip of me coughing my fucking lungs out and just put it on a loop. So you're welcome. Like agoraphobia. Legorophobia is the fear of sounds, but I don't know what the fuck the other shit is. But yeah, like, dude, people make make some weird ass recordings on YouTube. Yeah, like it'll be it just be like loops of like people chewing or doing that fucking sunken place teeth teeth thing that you're doing right there with your with your cafe gonna let you. You ever seen Get Out? You seen Get Out, right? Uh, I haven't actually. Oh my, come I on, bro! Yeah, I, I forget know. you fucking watching French Nash French national movies like series like Lupin. Lupin, great you show, watch, by fucking, the way. watch that fucking Get shit. Out, you un-American. You un-American fuck. I mean, How I've been talking you. about getting the hell out of the U.S. anyway, so I'm just... Why that's watch true. Get Out that's now? That's true. That's, well, that's the Get Out, right? Like, it would, <laughs> it would work, though. Cause you're, you're trying to get the fuck out, too. But, uh, yeah, man, I wanted to... Uh, like, we talked about it earlier, about this Robin Hood shit. Like, you asked me, like, yo, so where am I going to do my stuff now? Huh. And I'm... Like, we talked about... It. Obviously, we had, like, a two-hour podcast with uh, Jonathan <clears throat> yeah. La Parrilla on Friday right mm-hmm. on thursday and it was it was a nightmare for me because it was a lot of stuff but like it made me think like it made me question all this shit like remember i always told you like oh it's all bullshit like it's like these numbers don't make sense it's all speculation and all this stuff and now like you really know none of those numbers matter so like how do you because like how do you see that and go oh i'm gonna put some money in it and how do i see it and go yeah fuck that i'm gonna divest from robin hood take all my shares back from nokia and i think i had like a thing from agen which is like a medical company right and then just be like nah i'm not giving them my money i'm thinking about like pulling out my 401k because i think you know what i mean i think that doesn't really exist they're all fucking unicorns it it doesn't but look here's the thing there there are real companies out there there are companies that have been around for 80 years 90 years and every five or eight ten years 15 years there'll be a the, the market will just the, there'll be a there'll be a dip it's it's natural it happened with the dot com uh bubble burst back in like early 2000s mm-hmm. it happened in 2007 yep. with the the housing market that the the bubble burst yep. and then affected the market it's happening with certain stocks now i mean like this is a huge bubble it hasn't this is going to burst because we've just mm-hmm. been climbing for steady for 12 years and yeah <clears throat> printing money over the last couple years just left and right yep. out of thin air and and who's Nothing. going to be yep. the secretary of treasury by the way this is why you're right it's uh, J- the, the secretary of treasury yeah, janet is, is janet yellen who was just yep. the executive chair for the federal mm-hmm. reserve who just prints money out of thin yep. air you, do you think, and also do you, and people are just like and no, also gave speeches knows. go ahead also gave speeches also gave speeches at the citadel to the, the which is the group that owns Robin Hood mm-hmm. to the tune of eight hundred and ten thousand dollars. Right. So, th- so that's not a <laughs> these aren't conspiracy theory talks. Like this is what's mm-mm, happening. Mm-mm. Um yep. I mean the is it the guy what is it, Melvin Capital? Wasn't isn't isn't yep. he uh, is it Bernanke who was a former uh secretary mm-hmm. of, of Treasury yep. and he sits on the board. So yep. all these people just yeah. it's just like they work in government and then they move to private sector or from private yep. sector into government, they shape policy and then they go right back. Um, yep. So it's, it is all bullshit for us, but that doesn't mean yes. you should not invest. Now you shouldn't be doing what we were talking about on Thursday, which was let me jump in on GameStop because that train right. is, is gone. Right. But there right. are real companies that are 
that they have real products and services, whether they're pharmaceuticals, whether they're <clears throat> whatever, you know, maybe uh, renewable energy companies, that were, you know, companies that are going to start developing EVs because we are going to head into that direction of most companies want to have like 80 to, or to 90 percent fleets by 2026, 2030. Most of the vehicles yeah. being uh, electric. So there will be an infrastructure for electric vehicles that will start to develop outside of California. Because right, right now that's really the big market, Cali. But, you know, there'll be electric vehicles and then you'll look at uh, other types of vehicles like hydrogen, uh, hydrogen op uh, operated vehicles. It's not a big thing, only in California again, because they think it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So all these things will be real companies that will be set up that don't exist, maybe exist right now or they're just small. But they'll be like the pharmaceuticals that got set up 70, 80 years ago that are still around that pay dividends. So that's, that's right. you know, like I talked about owning Walgreens since like 2008. And I just buy yeah. a little bit more every year and they pay dividends and then I just reinvest in the stock. And then I ended up just kind of having a, a <coughs> excuse me, Jesus, like a, like a basket of stocks. Uh, and I do have an ETF, but I do have just like different stocks from different sectors that I just buy a little bit every every now and then and um mm -hmm. you can look at them but like there's gonna be a dip they're gonna be worth less at some point then they're gonna be worth more they more. still pay yep. dividends that's what they're still doing they're still paying dividends and uh eventually i want to get to the point where like 15 years from now uh, i'll just be living off my dividends i don't i don't touch that stuff i don't sell them because the market had a a bad year and there was a crash or whatever but a lot right. of people do that. A lot of people will be like, oh, you know, the market's down. I'm going to sell. Well, that's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah. I always buy the dip. So you keep. Always buy the dip. Yeah. Especially if you're investing in a real company. Now, if you're talking about penny stocks and day traders that they usually just day trade in like the morning, like the first couple hours because it's the busiest time mm -hmm. and the most volatile. And then the last hour of the day, these guys like that's it. That's all they're trading just in the first hour or two and in the last hour because they're making mm -hmm. multiple trades trading every 10 minutes oh i'm gonna get in here and i'm reading uh candlestick charts and all this crazy shit like like nah you're just like looking at a crystal ball and playing and you're gambling and i mean a lot of people make money that way but most day traders go back to getting a regular job because they just they just fucking blow all their money so that's yeah, not trading that's not trading that's gambling yeah 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 okay i got you so it's just investing i should say more it's more about understanding the market and not just jumping on it like a, like a trend, like a Wall Street, uh, like a Reddit post or anything like that. It's just doing more research and understanding the market and not just being like, oh, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Even though companies it, and like you research the companies. Right, right, right. Yeah, I just got to. Yeah, but I'm out on Robinhood. Like I, I, I sold my uh, my Nokia stocks from there because I got I think we talked about it or I heard it from like Sagar, uh, Sagar and Jetty from the, the Hill. Uh -huh. He goes, you got to be careful when when a when an app is free, then you're the product, right? So what Citadel did with Robinhood, they own since they own Robinhood, all they do is like they analyze your data on how you're trading to to base the market off of that. So I was like, oh, okay, so they're just watching us consistently. So I was like, so then like, what app do I get in on to be able to to buy in and you know what I mean start investing in companies that I could. I don't, know. I don't want to say trust because I'm never going to trust Wall Street or yeah. government regulate or anything like that. But but what do you do? There are real investment companies out there. Not that Robinhood wasn't one. It, good, it, good answer. No, I mean, there's there's real stuff out there. Right? Uh, know, uh, fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. No, you look at things like Vanguard and <laughs> and E Trade and Scott Trade and all these different investment platforms. Like they just just look at you have to go and research those just like you would research any company that you would be investing in. Um, so mm. you know, Robinhood is easy. It made it easy for just about anyone. You didn't have to have a five thousand dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever it was. You know, they screwed yep. up, or I, I don't know that they screwed up, but people took advantage of the loophole where they could start leveraging. And using like just like the invest these institutional traders were doing, they were using a hundred dollars like it was a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars because they were right. they were allowed to get margin or and leverage that money. But then when when I won't call them investments, these trades, these gambles didn't pay off, then they ended up owing quite a bit of money. So I mean, yeah. Robinhood is good, but just that the fact that it's owned by 
by that company and really our like you said we're the product our data how we are our, yep. how our yep. trading our habits how we react to the market that's really what they were buying and and they use robin hood as a way to to sell oh we're democratizing uh, investing so that everyone can get in on it yeah democratizing investment until they fucked around and figured some shit out that they didn't want us to figure out right and it's then it's a real dictatorship real quick Man, that shit was crazy bro like it feels it feels like a lifetime ago but it was like i tell you what it was like the first time where i was like at work and everybody was talking about the same thing like everybody was talking about uh like wall street and gamestop mm-hmm. and the different stuff and like oh, people were like oh what sucks are you in it was like the first time that it was like a real part of of the conversation the dialogue yeah yeah it was weird it was like oh it was like what do you about what do you know about dogecoin and or dogecoin whatever yeah, you call Dogecoin. it <laughs> and like all these different like who the like what the fuck like how does it that like the first time i ever heard about dogecoin was jonathan on the last show you know or which, i was like dude which, i never heard I of will it, buy like, some dogecoin but i needed to go back to like below one cent it was hanging around 0.006 mm-hmm. for a while so like just over half of one cent once it goes back to that yeah i'll buy me three four hundred dollars of dogecoin so when it jumps to like how does that cents, work though how but i i should have bought into it knowing like i was like damn because you, you figure when the market does something crazy like that what's the thing that's waiting to pounce cryptocurrencies and so yeah dogecoin was something that was made up because of the doji like the meme or whatever it's like a, a meme mm-hmm. cryptocurrency but it's a real cryptocurrency it's worth nothing but if had i bought 300 dollars worth of uh 0.006 i think it would have given me like forty-eight thousand shares of dogecoin and it went up to <laughs> it went up to like six cents which is like 12 g's i would have come out 12 g's on top that's crazy because it went up in a couple of days to six cents from half a cent so that's that's how it that's how that works wow. but once i saw that i saw that's that so like, yeah, that's like... gone too i was like it's already at six cents it's not gonna go up because it's already gone up what four thousand yeah. percent itself you think six cents it's nothing but it was worth half a cent it's already it's at the top so i was like yeah i'm too late for this train also i missed it yeah Miss that train. Yeah. That's so crazy to think about it that way. Cause you like you just don't think about like ha- like half a cent to, to six cents and then it's just like, oh, you made this much money. Like, wait, how the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, like I'm I'm beginning to understand that I'm I'm you know what I mean uh, definitely a novice in this shit. But talking to you and talking to Jonathan, which by the way, if you're listening or watching this show, uh we're gonna start uh an extra episode a week. I think we're gonna call it like Manchester Finance every f- Thursday or Friday. And uh, probably Thursday, if we can, you know what I mean? Either you or me with Jonathan or both of us with Jonathan, we'll figure it out. Definitely got to get him a mic, get him a better setup, or he gets himself a mic. We're not getting him a that mic. That dude has he all gets the himself. money that, yeah, he can go get himself a yeah. mic and, and upgrade yeah. mine while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead and go to all XLRs, uh, XLR yeah. mics with, with a fucking soundboard. Yeah, let's Jonathan, I need happen. a new camera too, all right? And it's some background and a light, bro. That I'm in. Yeah, you need to talk to your wife about that. Let's 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 figure something out because that shit. This looks, light looks good. It, that it shit looks, looks like a makeshift wall, bro. It is. There's like no, no, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you need to like paint it. Do something. Like have your have your son draw something over there. Like maybe yeah, do put it like a whole. Like you got to put some color up there, bro. Like I'm thinking about changing this. This background, I'm thinking about putting like the IKEA actual shelves, like the the box shelves, mm-hmm. and then putting like a, I bought some LED strips. I'm putting LED strips behind that because dude, they were like on clearance at Walmart for like two ninety nine or some like, shit. So I bought like two all LED that strips stuff in the background to distract from all the bullshit you talk. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm like, oh, he is he is he is he shitting on QAnon again? But is that, but that look a, at those purple is that, green lights? Is that you? But look at those purple and green lights, goddamn it! That guy, that guy's good. That guy's good right there. Ain't nobody listening to that shit. Everybody's like, "How do you get that? Where do you get that LED strip from?" Walmart, baby. Two ninety nine. Whoa, he's crying. What are you doing to your dog? Yeah, he's now? always crying, bro. Uh, first of all, he's crying from. You gotta understand something. I am the least important person in my house. Uh, everybody cries for my wife. Like my the two cats cry for my wife. The dog cries for my wife. And I get over here and I try to spend some time with him. He's like, "All right, where's mom?" Hey, motherfucker. I'm a human being in this house. He's, he's literally space, like, man. dude, I wish. Yeah, I literally am. If you see him right now, he's like, his head is on the door. I mean, so his head is on the door waiting for the door to be open. 
That's how fucking dramatic he is. That's so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I'm looking so forward dramatic. to. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the new to the new episodes with because I I learned a lot last last show. That's why I was just like listening. Yeah. So what I want to do is, you know how we talked about off off air, like I'm gonna take five grand and start an account. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually gonna I am yep. gonna do that. I'm gonna take five grand, maybe six. So so I'm gonna take five grand and find twenty stocks, real stocks, that I want to research right. to buy and hold, and then I'm gonna save five thousand more, and I'm gonna just buy. An equal share, five percent of each, uh, split amongst those twenty stocks, and so. But I got to right. research these stocks, these companies, um, you know. And so, like that stuff that that comes with with looking at their financial statements, which all these companies have to have out there because it's the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's publicly traded company, so you right. have to, it has to be divulged. We have to know what you're, the fuck you're doing, yeah. right? With uh, Chamath, that that interview is thirty three minutes long. He gangster. He, he made a gangster. good point, right? Because these. These institutional yeah. traders don't have to be transparent and reveal what it is that they're mm-hmm. doing. <clears throat> but we can nope. see the stake that they had in like GameStop where they were shorting at 136%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these companies have to have that stuff out there. They have to file with the SEC. And so you can look at yep. their financial statements. You can see how much debt they have. You can look at their cash flow. Like There are things that you can look at specific numbers like that. that's simple without you having to do some crazy analysis. Um, right, but even that stuff, there's software that you can take those numbers and plug it in, and then it'll give you like a, an estimation of like uh, of that company. Uh, of, you know, is that like Excel? Like no, no, there's that, there's that... trading software out there where like you can take the number. And, you know, if you go on a platform like like uh, Scott Trade or eTrade or Meritrade or Vanguard or whatever Schwab, all, mm-hmm. so many of them, they'll have their own you know information, all their data. You can analyze. As, you know, all so are those. Are those applications or those platforms behind a paywall, or are they same as uh, as Robinhood? They're not. Behind, well, some of them may require that you, you know, start off or have an x x amount of uh, dollar amount in your account. Uh, right. Some, and then they'll they'll charge you differently. Some will charge you seven ninety five a trade. Some will charge you a fee or whatever. So you just have to look at each one to see what it is that they charge. Um, and which one do you use? I have E-Trade, and honestly, I haven't used it in a while. Like, I have an automatic investment that goes into uh, this mutual fund that I have, or this ETF that I have, I should say, plus mm-hmm. to Walgreens stock. And um, Walgreens is the one that I remember because I talked about it on the show, and there's there's a couple other ones that no. I have. But Walgreens is the one that I bought back in 2008, and I never let go of that sucker. And, I mean, I bought it at like $16, $17, and it, it's at, it was at 50 when we looked at it on Thursday. But I've been... Mm-hmm. I've been buying it consistently every month and it's been paying me dividends and i just reinvest in there and the etf is the same thing the etf it's just it grabs it divert what they tell you to diversify so it grabs from different sectors and it invests in different sectors so that you know okay yeah there will be times when the market will just crash completely but usually like if you own stocks you know you want to own them in different sectors so if the whole sector goes down like you might own one or two stocks in that sector and they're going to suffer but your other ones aren't um, right, right. So something always pick up. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So before we move on, fucking can't speak today. Uh, before we move on, I wanted to ask you. So I'm, I'm, I've talked about it with, with Mel. I think about like taking my money out of a, out of my four hundred one k and like handle and like taking the penalty of the bite and then like putting some money away and then doing the like the five thousand and like investing and doing my research and kind of like putting uh controlling my future myself instead of like putting it to them because i'm uneasy you know what i mean about about what they're doing just because of like everything going on because like i told you like i believe all of part of me believes most of this is bullshit right mm-hmm. but like you said you got to find like the companies that are steady and trustworthy not just the trendy ones right so i don't know i have i, I don't i'm not I a financial like advisor six. so i can't tell you go ahead and put all your money out and take the the 10 percent or whatever penalty that they hit you with yeah um mm-hmm. Plus taxes, uh, I will say yep. that I'm just gonna take money from my savings, my regular savings, and 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 do that because I mean, like I said, I have like a like an allotment that goes to to Walgreens and right. to to my uh, other my the ETF. But what you're talking about is called self-directed uh, investing, where you just do your own research. Yes. You open up a self-directed yep. account, and and you do your own research and you invest. And that's investing, though you're. 
you're once you find these companies, these legitimate companies that they've been around for a long time and they they might not be growing like Tesla because the the time where we find ourselves in, right? And this is current time with right. EVs and eventually all these other automakers will catch up to Tesla. But it's a company that's been around for a while. They, they provide a legitimate product or service that's going to continue to be a need for the next 50, 100 years, whatever. And they pay dividends. Mm -hmm. that, that's what you gotta, that's what you got to find. And it's not sexy and that shit ain't cool and it takes time. But that's yep. investing. Whereas trading and, and day trading, all that stuff, I equate it to gambling. You know, and which is why I wanted to do the the six thousand. I want to do five thousand to just try to buy stocks, save five thousand by investing those twenty again. But that six thousand, right. that extra thousand to the side, that's what I wanted to like buy, uh, do speculative trading, which is what day traders are like. They speculate on something because of news that's coming out because of this, because mm -hmm. it's a hot whatever, or it will be a hot like trading places. <laughs> right because like, it'll be a hot orange stock. Juice. Yeah. yeah so so that's what i so yeah. that's what i want to do with that other thousand and like but again i would be conservative with that dot with a thousand dollars i'm gonna be like okay well i'm only gonna invest five percent into this stock or i'm only gonna you know i'm gonna buy ten percent so a hundred dollars i would buy i would buy something hold it for a week or two and then sell it with the obviously the right. expectation that it's in a couple of weeks it's gonna go up even a little bit i'll recover my money and even with the fees that I get charged for trading, I'll still make a profit. And then you got to account for right. taxes and all that shit. You know, short short time capital gain or um, yeah, the capital gains tax that you pay. So. I, I, yeah, the whole reason why like with the four hundred one k shit is just it's not like to get the money to like invest and come. It's just like I feel uneasy about somebody else <clears throat> allegedly, supposedly handling my money that. When I can go, you know what I mean. When I can, when I, when it's that time, when I'm what 65 or whatever, that it's gonna to be go there. grab it, and that it's gonna be there. Like if I'm doing it, you know what I mean. If I have that money with me, even if I do take that penalty and that tax or whatever, because I don't know how any of that works. This is just like a thoughts that I'm having. Like I'm not, I haven't contacted my. Do you hear him, bro? Yeah, I hear him. He's like, come is on, he just, dude. Is he like, come on, you want to come on the show, man? Look, I I tell you. I have a 401k too, right? The TSP. I had I had it when I was in the right. army, and then now I have one because of what I do now. TSP, um, right? And I get a five percent match from my employer, so I contribute at least five. I get six, huh? Yeah. You get six. I get six. That's nice. So yeah. they match five percent. Yeah. So, so at the very least, you should be investing six percent then, because they'll match you up to six. That's twelve percent. Uh, so I put yeah. a little bit more than that, but they match the first five. Now. I because of I, I I thought the market was gonna do some some crazy stuff. I put my I have the life cycle funds, so obviously like the mm -hmm. they have life cycle fund twenty I think twenty sixty now twenty sixty fifty forty thirty whatever based on the window time frame when you're gonna retire. So the ones right. that are twenty sixty are more aggressive because it's like oh you're not retiring to twenty sixty or twenty fifty so we can afford to be more aggressive now to try to grow your portfolio and then they automatically adjust. That, port, that that life cycle fund as you get closer to your retirement window. Well, I had like a 2035 or 2040 40 fund or whatever it's called because mm -hmm. I plan on leaving work, um, not re, you know, leaving work where you I can no longer contribute to the TSP around 2035 and it's actually a little bit sooner than that. And so it was in a, it was in a, it was in a relatively aggressive fund. Uh, it's getting more and more conservative mm -hmm. now, but I, I moved it all to like, if you remember, I think they called it the G fund, which is just like the most basic, uh, little yep, risk, yep. because I saw the market was gonna do some crazy shit, or I thought it would, and so I was trying to minimize my losses. So even though I I don't control it, like I control I can control what funds it gets put in. I did the same thing in two thousand eight. Right. I moved all my stuff over to like the most conservative conservative fund, and I saw a lot of people took a huge hit in their in their TSPs. I took a little bit of a hit. And I waited and I waited and then it started to pick back up. And I probably took too long to put my money back in the more aggressive fund. But mm -hmm. eventually I did again. And then I didn't get the entire ride back to the top. But I did get, I, I, I minimized my losses and I still uh, took some of those gains when the market started picking back up. So in that in that sense, ETFs okay. are, are great because it, it, the life cycle fund is like an ETF. And you can just direct where your money gets put like They'll manage the fund, but if you don't want it in that fund, you can have them move it to something more conservative, more or more aggressive, depending on 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 the time, without having to pull your money out of the market or completely out and take the penalty and all that okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna reach out to to my financial uh, management company and and see what the deal is, like how it all works, and just just ask more questions because I've been doing it. You know, like I've been oblivious and and ignorant to this shit. Like I'm like, all right, this is I'm I'm contributing this. I was like, all right, but what does that mean? How does that set me up for the future? What what are you investing my what 401k stuff are you doing it in? Because I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know any of those questions. I don't know any of those answers. So I got to figure that out and see what the fuck's going on with that. Yeah, I'm 37. I'm about to be 37. You know what I mean? Like this shit's. A, I gotta. I gotta start realizing what the fuck is going on with my money. Yeah, man. You definitely got to do that. I think we just turned this into a financial show without wanting to, yeah. without meaning to. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now. Now we'll get a. Now let's get really dark. So Richard motherfucking <laughs> Ramirez, bro. I'm, like I'm not even gonna give you like a, a solid segue, dude. Like I had never heard of this guy. Shout out to Netflix for the Night Stalker documentary, four episodes. Have you seen it? No, I, it keeps popping up on my, you know, when you turn it on, like trending or whatever. But uh, yep, yep. I was like, oh, the Night Stalker, it's a serial killer. That is he yep. the one that talked to dogs? I don't remember. No, so that, he's that the, the one. That was that, the other uh, guy. That was the Summer of Sam who talked to dogs. That, but Ramirez that was, was like, Summer of Sam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, dude, so spo- you don't get spoiler alerts for something that happened 35 years ago, right? Like this shit already, it's, it's over. Um, so shout out to Netflix, uh, a Night Stalker documentary. Go check it out, please. If you haven't, you know, pause the podcast here, watch it and come back and leave a comment or all that shit. But, uh, so this guy would like kill people with either a 22, a hammer, whatever he found around the, the old people. Most, most of the time it was old people mm-hmm. for the, for the most part, at least what they, what they showed was like men and women in their sixties. He would kill, kill the man. Eventually kill the woman after like raping and beating him yeah. and all this shit. And he would also like kidnap children and like molest them, never kill them, and then just dump them like at a at a gas station, tell them to call nine one one and all this shit. So they they capture him, like this crowd captures him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go to there's four episodes, right? So I'm giving you a quick summary. But this guy, like, he had a, so many groupies, bro. So many fucking women, like just like Manson, like just, it was, yeah, you know Manson what I mean? Because LA's all fucked up. Yeah, Manson did too, and he had he was like married in prison. They show like pictures of like my dog's going crazy. They show pictures of the women that were that would like send them, you know what I mean? Like I was, like they were naked. First yeah. of all, think about back in the eighties, right? If you took a naked picture, you had to like go develop it. So like <laughs> someone was the, the person that like <laughs> yeah Eckerd or C or Walgreens or whatever the fuck or whatever mom and pop shit like they're developing this shit they're like it was just I was like yo you didn't think this through but it was like women of all of all classes like all kinds where they it was except for black women like in the pictures they showed it was like white women Asian women black, Hispanic black women, women better. yeah black women knew that shit so it was that. just dude that guy was crazy like that, I don't even know they don't know the count of how many people he killed because they only really started tracking it because of his shoe. Uh-huh. Right? Like, if they found his shoe print in that place, they knew it was him. But it was, like, a murder at the end of 84. Then, like, he killed people for, like, six months uh, in 85 or some shit. So, it was it was just, it's it's crazy, dude. It's such a good documentary. Also, I, what, was, then, what was the big thing that you found out about him, though? <sighs> that he was, he was Hispanic, bro. That he was. That's, that's yeah. the, he was Mexican. Yeah. Sure Which, was. by the way, that's the, you're you're right. What you said, they yeah, they were they they call themselves Mexican. They don't call themselves Latinos. And, and I'm not, not all Mexican but, people, but some Mexican people that I know, no, like, they they go out of their way to say no, no, I'm Mexican, before yep. saying Latino. We're like South and Central Americans. They're like, yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm Colombian, I'm this, but it's like, yeah, Latino. They yeah. they're cool, but like a Mexican person, not all of them, but quite a few of them that I've run into, they they're very proud to be Mexican, and they let you know they're Mexican. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Mexican first, yeah. Like, no, I'm like, not, not Latino, tell. sure, but no, I'm Mexican. Yeah, we. I'm from yeah, we uh, Guadalajara. I'm from uh, wherever. Like, they'll tell you exactly where they came from. Like, all right, dude, gotcha. Exactly. All right, we got it. We got it, bro. You, got it. you speak <laughs> Spanish? Yes, you're Latino. Let's just let's just end it there. But he was, dude. He was fucking psychotic, man. Yeah, he was. And it was just, it was just so crazy, dude. It was such a, and then like, I watched. Well, I think we watched all four episodes yesterday. Like we watched one the day before and then finished the last three yesterday. 
And then it gets dark, and you know I live in the middle of nowhere, so I'm like constantly checking my doors. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm sleeping with my gun. Like, yo, ain't catching me slipping, son. I ain't catching me slipping. But he do like one crazy story. Like he shot this couple in the head. He shot the dude in the in the head, but like it hit him in the ear. Like he missed his head. Right. So like it scraped him in the ear. And then he shot the woman, and it was like a 25. It went through her nose into like the back of her neck, and the bullet didn't go out, and they were they both lived. Jesus. Yeah, and then he killed like it was it was some dark shit. Like one of the one of the girls who was molested by him mm-hmm. uh talked about it, still remembered everything. Like she put he put her like in a duffel bag to like, walk through the like the detail in this shit is crazy with all the pictures and everything. Some dark shit, bro. It's yeah. it's pure evil. How do you how do you like just go on? I mean, you gotta go on living, right? Your life regardless, but Jesus to have that yep. how do you learn to trust people again? After some crazy shit, dude. Like that, that. Was, yeah, like they had like a family. They had a couple like survivors, like night stalker survivors that were on there. Like he would just, it, he was so random. He, it, you never knew who was gonna get it. Like you never knew who was gonna get killed. Jesus. For the most part, yeah, it was like older women, like older people. But it was like if you were married, like they, he would kill your husband, and then he'd rape you and beat you and probably kill you. Like, it was just, and he would, like, dude, like, he was up all up and down the state where, like, he had, he killed people in San Francisco to L.A., which is, like, 500 miles. You know what I mean? Like, he was just a fucking monster. I was like, how I have I never heard of this guy? But, again, these people did not lock their doors. Look, I'm not, not I'm not him? saying, like, yes. he would, I'm not faulting them, right? Because there would be, like, windows that, you know how, like, some windows are, like, painted shut? Right. Like, they're not necessarily locked. Well, like, he found, because he was, like, a fucking demon. He found a way to, like, <laughs> open those windows. Yeah. I, yeah, he was a Satanist. Like, he found a way to, like, open those windows. Or he, it was just such a dark fucking documentary, bro. But what I loved about it, it was, like, told through the eyes of the cops. And there was, like, a bunch of footage of them back then. So, like, you're able to, like, really see everything it took. You know, like, how they captured right. him and shit like that. It was cool. Like, a crowd, like, surrounded him and started beating his ass. Like a bunch of Mexicans and white dudes. Yeah, they're like, this like, is for making us look bad, you fuck. Yeah, exactly. He was like, one guy goes, el estado, el estado corriendo, like, el estado corriendo, le digo, like, with a, with a pipe. With a pipe. He said, yeah. he goes, I hit him with a pipe. And he and he, and he stood back up, and I hit him again. <laughs> then he started, then he ran off, <laughs> then we all right. chased him. I was like, that's a real that's Mexican person shit, right boy. there. Fuck yeah. And he was, like, holding his kids. It was fucking awesome, bro. But it was such a good documentary, man. Such a good fucking documentary. Darkest shit though. Darkest shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, dude. I guess it, like it hits harder because like I I never thought I never thought like uh of a Spanish serial killer. Like I never thought of, of a you Latino we were or Mexican. Free of that or... shit. You're like nah, not yeah. us, son. Yeah. We don't do yeah, that kind of I shit. I swear to God, I did. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, that's some that's some Ted Bundy shit, son. That's some Charles Manson shit. Yeah, but that shit blew my mind. Let's you know how fucking ignorant and stupid I can be. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always there's always one, right? There's always got to be one, and that would that's there's ours. always one. That's just what. It yeah, is. that's a, that's it. That's there's always got to be one. There's always got to be one. But god damn, that guy was so fucking crazy. He yeah. Did they tell the story? And, like, of you him? hear the the stories of like what he had like a, an uncle or some shit or a cousin or whatever that was yes. like a, a special Vietnam? forces. Like Green Beret guy, yeah. and I think he like, he's the one that influenced yeah. a lot of crazy shit that he did. I mean, like he killed his wife, and then he got out of prison and in front of him. Yeah, in front of him, he killed his wife in front of him. Yeah. yeah, he he killed his wife in front of him. He would show him pictures. Like uh, Mel was doing the research while we were watching. Like he would he would show him pictures of like all the women he raped in Vietnam. Yeah, like yeah, he, everything <clears throat> everything that could possibly be a terrible childhood is what he went through. Like. The work, like he was getting, like I think one of his other cousins or some shit like that, or his uncle, was like a peeping tom. So like he yeah. and he would take him with him when he was a kid, you know what I mean? So it was like the worst kind of worst shit, but it was fucking bonkers, bro. Fucking bonkers. Such a crazy doc. Highly recommend it. I'll get around. And, to and then it. just sure make sure you have point. a gun, cause yeah, make sure you make sure you're ready, cause it, you do you do become a little paranoid. You start checking all the windows. Like man, do I, what's the fuck's going on here? I, I heard a noise today when I was in the shower. Like, what the fuck was that? Where's, where's my gun? gun? Where's my gun? Oh shit! Grab the gun. Uh, fuck this shit. 
Somebody's gonna get shot. Uh, fucking crazy, bro. But yeah, man, that was fucking bananas. Dude, have not stopped. I am exhausted. <clears throat> That's right. You gotta, gotta get the place in order. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, man. You know how, you know how it is when when the mom was coming to town, bro. You gotta, you gotta make sure shit's right. I, I, I uh, replaced the toilet today. I know you've done that before. Yeah. When you when you redid your bathroom. How'd that go? Because I, I thought you were working on that for like the last four weeks, or you probably just never got around to it. Because you kept you mentioned it. Like, I never got around to ago. it. Yeah. 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 I was like, we go back and forth. It was like, oh, do we? Because we always have so much stuff to do for the house. And we're like, oh man, do like, do we want to do this? Like, no, we got all those stuff to do. And then I was like, the thing, the reason what what made me finally do was like. It's, it has a leak. It had a leak under the toilet. Yeah. Uh, like the wax ring was done. Like the wax ring came out super, super easy. So, you know, the seal was shit. Yeah. And I was like, all right, there's like water dripping out. The bathroom you know, smelled terrible because, you know, it's water leaking out from under the toilet, yeah. which is the worst kind of water. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that's the word. From yeah, the like, top, it's fine because that's, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Bathroom smells terrible. So I was like, we can't allow this yeah. shit. You don't want to so do it, like, but you know you have to be like, God damn it. Yeah, this and I like I've never done literally. shit like that before. Yeah, yeah, this shit literally, this fucking this piss and shit. So I was like, fuck, I don't know how to do this shit. So I YouTube it. Like I watched the Lowe's video mm-hmm. like six or seven times. All right, I was like, all right, I got it. And then I, the one thing I couldn't do because it tells you to like to take off the bowl first, or the yeah the bowl where like the water comes in. You know, take out that that, that those bolts at the back. Yep. Couldn't do it because the toilet was so old that it was rusted, rusted through. Yeah, like the screw would just spin. Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna just have to lift this whole fucking toilet up. So I just lifted the whole toilet up, all the water was out of it. I just carried it to my truck, then I started. Uh, I saw the the little the pipe fitting. I was like, all right, this looks like you know it's old, but I'm, I'm gonna have to replace that probably like in a year, which I should have just done today. But whatever, move on, just get this fucking toilet in. Yeah, I did the I did put the toilet in. It was actually really easy with the instructions and the directions. Yeah, because you don't it doesn't come with directions like. When you buy a toilet, there's no directions in there. Like, I didn't see any. Like, I must have missed it because I just watched the fucking video. So I'm putting all that shit together. And then the the where the water connector is that goes to the bowl, there's fucking leaking. I was like, all right, I'm almost done. This is pissing me off. Ends up being that it's just not tight enough. So you just got to, like, if you if you never replace a toilet, you got to make sure you tighten it but not over-tighten it because then you're super fucked because yeah. you'll crack something. Yeah. And it's a wrap. So you got to, like, take it super easy. So... Yeah, but I did it, and now the next time I do it, I'll be twice as fast. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm pro- Hopefully, pro- you very have proud to do of myself. Anymore, not for like no. I have to I have to replace I have to replace uh, one other toilet. Yeah, different toilet. Okay. Yeah, just because they're because they're older. You know what I mean? Like they're the original toilets when we bought the crib. So yeah. Wait. So since we're old and we're talking about this shit, did you use a regular wax ring or did you use a new? They're like a uh, rubber. A rubber one. Nah, I use the old, the regular ass wax ring. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you use? The the new one? Yeah, it's like a different sort of seal or whatever. There was one, there was one that was rubber and another one that was like some fucking styrofoam and rubber or wax and rubber, like a hybrid kind of thing. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't even remember which one I used to tell you the truth. I know I bought the just a regular one and then the one with the rubber and the wax and I can't remember which one we fucking put in. But So I went it wasn't just the wax. I though. went Yeah, I just I just put the wax in. Like I, w- I went to Walmart because I thought I needed like a different one because like my pipe fitting was a little bit lower than my toilet. And I called did. my boy Kobe. Yeah. yeah. I called my boy Kobe and he was like, nah, man, look, I had the same issue because I retiled my bathroom and it was a little bit lower. Yeah. If you have the thicker wax ring, like the joint, like the joint O-ring or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a little bit thicker. It's like probably like a, I want to say like a half inch thicker. It's like that makes up for it. That gives you a good seal and you're good. I was like, all right. So I did. So I went with what he said. I was like, because I had the, the the rubber one in my hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, should I just use this one? He's like, nah, man, just use the, the wax one. You'll be good. And so far, not, not a leak under the toilet, nothing. So I'll keep my eye on it. You know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, we we'll retiled see. that bathroom. So like the, the, the level, it was sitting on linoleum, which is really flat, laminate pretty much. Mm-hmm. But we retiled it. So, it, you know, it was, it was a little bit higher sitting on, on where it was. And we... Yeah, we, we ended up getting, I think what we did was we got two of the rubber ones and we stacked them because uh, they're stackable just to, to make up yeah. for that difference. And so I think that's what we ended up doing. But, I mean, it's been a month, no leaks, nothing. So now we're talking yeah. about fucking replacing toilets on the show. 
Oof. Yeah, dude. Hey, All listen, right, Lowe's. Let's say yeah, whenever you guys want to throw some money our way, Home Depot, yeah, Ace, listen, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. True value. Holla at me. <laughs> we will. We will. We will talk, man. Like, yeah, I think I think this is the natural evolution of what's going to happen with our podcast. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always it's not always going to be like one thing. We're not always going to talk about a fucking UFC fight because check that sh- We've done two shows and we didn't even talk about the fact that Conor McGregor got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that was like, such a lovely, even... lovely day. I scared the oh shit out of my God. dog though, because I was like, I got, I got a little hype. I was watching it in the in the room and I was like, yeah, kill that yeah. motherfucker. And my dog was like, oh, every time I drop a, an f bomb or whatever, that he just gets scared. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just yeah. excited, relax. Dude, I'm that was, kick you. that was one fight. Like, it's it's hard for me to like get too excited or get too low when like two people that I really like fight. Yeah, like I'm a big fan of both fighters, so I was like, I just didn't expect Connor to get knocked the fuck out. Right, like that's not like that's that, one yeah. thing I did not predict it. I did not predict that in any way whatsoever. Ever, so that was the most surprising thing. But Melanie called that shit. She goes, "Has Connor ever been knocked out?" I go, "Nah, he hasn't. I, mm, I think he's about to." Like before the <laughs> fight started, and then he's walking up. Like we'll talk about this real quick. He's walking up, and I and she was like, "Oh, he doesn't look good." I was like, "Yeah, no, he doesn't." He just he didn't have that same kind of like energy, you know what I mean? Like, and you could tell. Like, I picked up on that ever. Like, it's kind of like body language bullshit in a way, right? Yeah. Like, I picked up on that ever since. Like, it's been a couple years, like with different fighters, mm-hmm. but like the most was uh with Cowboy Cerrone when he fought Conor last year. Yeah. I was like, oh, he doesn't even look like he's there, and it's not that he doesn't want to be there, not that he's scared because he's the, the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. I'll never say that shit about any UFC fighter. Right. But sometimes it, you're just not there, and you could just see it in the fight where he wasn't checking leg kicks. He just got completely like dominated, and it's true. Like he's, I mean, Dustin Poirier is fucking amazing, and shout out to Michael Chandler making a hell of a statement win over Dan Hooker. That was fucking. It was dope. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know that I saw that he wasn't quite there. Uh, I mean, his physique and like it just—it looked like he had done the work. Uh, yep. But when the fight started, you know, they were talking about how Connor he looked good and they thought he won the first round. But I was like, these leg kicks are gonna add up, all. dude. Like these leg kicks yep. have a cumulative Quick. effect because now that left hand yep. isn't gonna have as much power, and mm-hmm. when he gets mm-hmm. hit, he's not gonna have any legs under him. I was like, that's yep. just that's like, dude, like, come on, uh, Cormier and whomever, like, like that's that's basic. Like you guys are fighters, you know this shit. What are you saying that Connor's yep. and then he was looking good, but he wasn't overly aggressive like he usually is. He kind of tried to in the beginning. Uh, Dustin, but he got caught a couple got, times. Yeah, Dust, Dustin though he 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 held on, and mm-hmm. then you notice that after those leg kicks, like he still took some left hands and some punches, but they didn't they didn't rock him. They didn't have that effect because nope. he couldn't. He like they were saying he put so much weight on that on that lead foot, he couldn't he couldn't put as much weight to really. To really put you know all that strength into that left hand because yep. he had taken so many left so many uh leg kicks to that right to that right leg to that calf. And uh, I mean, hey, that whatever was it was look, but but Poirier had the plan because he tried to take mm-hmm. him down a couple times. Um he that didn't work. So then Connor just had the like he already knew, like, okay, you go for the leg kicks, but then the the threat of a takedown is there and everyone knows if they've yep. seen Connor fight. No matter how much he talks, he that that's his weakness. Wrestling and jujitsu and on the yep. and, and the ground game, like his ground and pound is great if he, if you go down. But if if you take him down, he doesn't know. Like and, you know, and Poirier is a black belt Brazilian jujitsu, and you know Nate Diaz has incredible black ground belt. game, and then Habib, yep. ridiculous. Like he just puts his the weight best on of you. all time. The, yeah, so yep. that's been his weakness, and um, they, they had it covered. Like whether it was going to be the leg kicks or they're going to take him down. I don't think Poirier was going to lose no matter what. I didn't expect him to knock him out like that, but I thought... Like, I didn't expect that at all. No. But you could tell that he I had mean, a well-rounded training I thought, camp. Like, he was ready for everything. Yeah, I thought, if anything, he finished him later in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Connor's cardio is... Connor's cardio and, and wrestling and jujitsu and stuff are, like, his biggest weakness. Yeah. better. He's a better stand-up. But, like, now he got beat in the stand-up. I don't know how, if there's a way he beats Dustin. And also, like, there has to be that part of him where, like, why am I doing this? I'm rich as fuck. I don't have no reason to do this. I can partner with Dustin because I have no beef with him. And I also think there was that part of, like, because he has no ill will towards Dustin, like, it has to be 
I know it's business, but there has to be a part of you that like, man, like I, I like this guy. Like, right. I don't know if I want to hurt him. Right. You know what I mean? Especially like that has to seep harder when that's what's even harder when you're already rich. Right. Like when you got nothing and you like the guy, like, no, I'm gonna fuck him up because he, he's in between me and my money. <laughs> right. But like when you have all the money and you like the guy you're fighting, you're like, man, good fight foundation. ain't that bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to donate half a mil. Like, it's, yeah, let me give him half a mil. We're good. Like, it doesn't even, and I can write it off as a charity and, you know, we'll do like videos together because they have zero beef. So it's not like, you know, and nobody's ever going to be the, like a Connor. Maybe we got to wait a couple, maybe like 10 years to see another Connor esque person. But as far as wealth and money as a fighter. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it was, I think Dana White is the one that said it. You either you're all in, or you or you're done. Yep. Like we'll see what happens yeah. next because and what he can't fight for six months now because he had that uh, medical suspension because he got knocked out so yep. badly, so he's not fighting yep. three or four times this year. Um, nope. But like you said, it's that money, right? He has his own whiskey. He got paid a hundred yep. mil to fight uh, Mayweather. Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. So he he has the money, money that most fighters don't have. I don't even think John Jones has that kind of money. Um, mm-hmm. No. He brought the eyes of the world to, like, he made the UFC what it was. His trash talking, his promote, yeah. like, he was a better promoter than Dana White ever was just because of what he did. Every time he's, he's fighting, that's that's what people yep. want to see. They want to see Floyd, uh, not Floyd, freaking Connor, whether they want to see him knock someone out or get knocked out. Either way, he's bringing eyeballs yep. and, and $70 pay-per-view buys. Uh, so... Yes. It'll, it'll, he is, he changed, he, he changed the UFC. He is why the UFC was able to be sold for $4 billion. Uh, cause people like yes. him and there's really, you don't have Connor, you're not $4 billion. No, but no. you have all that money. What did he say? He's like, Oh, you know, I got beat. This one sucks, but I'm going to go and just feel better and hang out with my wife and my $4 million yacht or whatever the fuck he said. Exactly. You have a, you have yeah. a $4 million yacht That's to it, just bro. go lick your wounds. Like, yeah, go sit down, <clears throat> go sit down. Yeah. That's he it. doesn't have that hunger. And that's that's just yep. what happens to anyone. Once you get to a certain point, yep. whether it's like, oh, I'm making sixty grand, I'm making ninety grand, I'm making two hundred grand, whatever career you're in, you're like, I'm good, I I made it. You're like, you don't yep. have that hunger to like, I don't need to to evolve, I don't need to learn more stuff, I don't because I'm making the money that I wanted to be making. I'm where I thought I wanted to be, and then everyone yep. else catches up to you. And I believe that he put in the work, but like the game evolved in a short period of time. You got you got guys like Adesanya. You got yeah, so like yes. Connor's still doing like he's he's got a left hand and everyone knows that, which is crazy because Khabib does the same shit, but they still haven't been able to beat it's him. A different animal. Yeah, it's a different yeah, animal. It's a different animal. But you got to evolve. It's Poirier's a different, not the literally, same like, literally, like a different. Yeah, Poirier yeah, is yeah. the same thing. Dustin evolved. His 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 his, his, his stand up changed. Dude. He had to because if not, then you're to, you you're no nobody in the sport because there would be someone new, yep. some new twenty two year old that wants to take your spot. So one hundred percent. There was a there was this uh Brendan Shaw does his food truck food truck diaries, right? Uh-huh. Like he talks to different MMA fighters and he's talking to like Mike Tyson, Luke Rockhold, you name it, he's talking yeah, to yeah. Him, right? And he had Cody Garbrandt on. Uh and we'll wrap it up here after your thoughts on this. And he had Cody Garbrandt on, he's like, dude, like I'm thirteen or no, I had the performance of my life against Dominic Cruz. Because that was the greatest performance in a title fight by a challenger I've ever seen, still, ever. Um, because there's been like the, those knockouts that happen, but like over a five round fight for somebody to dominate, you know, I mean, one of the greatest of all time and dominant crews like that. Yeah. Um, and he goes, dude, like the next day, a couple of days, I felt the same. Like I, that, that, but like the, the satisfaction and the hunger like collided and I just, I kind of felt nothing like it, it, like nothing else mattered. Like nothing mattered. Like I thought when I got to be a champion, like it did feel like this this great amazing feeling, but it's like, okay, what what now? Like I set all these goals for ten years and I've completed them all. Then what happens? And you think about Connor, the first ever two division two division champ, the an amazing performance against Eddie Alvarez. Again, like I don't count that the same as like uh, Dominic or right, Cody yeah. Garbrandt, just because yeah. it would happen over twenty five minutes. The greatest seven minutes I've ever seen in a, as a challenger because he put Eddie Alvarez in a different world. But, yeah, like, yeah, once you make it that high, there's, you know what I mean? Like, Connor's the only one that, like, did that and then made $100 million, like, that same year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do after that? There's nothing else to do. Like, you've reached everything and stuff you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing that I that I was talking about, right? Like once you re- uh, reach the summit, then what else mm-hmm. are you striving to get? Especially like you said, Connor, the two division champ. Uh, he was was he the first ever two division, or is he the first still ever. the only? Is there anyone uh, else that's done it no. after him? No, Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes. Nunes. Right. Okay. So yeah. right, another goat, and she's got no reason to fight yeah. either. She's just like, okay, I'm. It's time to move on. But yeah, once you've done everything, you made all the money, you won all the titles. What else? Like you're like, shit. I got 150 million dollars. Why am I going into these rings, into this octagon to get my face punched in? Even if I win the fight, yeah. Like what? What do I? Yeah. What do I have to prove? So yeah. He's because he's a businessman now. Like it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these other fighters that still fight, like a John Jones or Khabib's retired now. You know what I mean? Like the like the longtime champs, Amanda Nunes. Like they have that's a different kind of hunger, right? Like they're I think even on their off nights, their greatness is still better than someone someone's perfection, right? Right. Like you you think of John Jones against Alexander Gustafson or Thiago Silva. You know what I mean? Like all these different. I think it's Thiago Silva. All these different fighters. And it's like he's not perfect, you know what I mean. But his greatness is still better than ever. His average is still better than everybody else's greatest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think there's just levels to a goat. Well, that's so. why John. Like I think that's how you stay motivated, right? John Jones moving up a weight class because yep. he hasn't done that before. Uh, and he and you mm-hmm. have you got guys like Stipe who I think is at the end of his career. But he hasn't really taken a lot of fights, a ton of damage. And they have guys like Ngannou. So there's there's still some. There's, That's there's the next fight, too. Steve yeah. Ngannou. Yeah, Steve Ngannou. And then John Jones is going to fight whomever the winner is, I'm guessing. Right? Yep. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be a tune-up yeah. fight or whatever they're going to give him. But then it's going to be. They should give him um, a him title the fight. Winner. Uh, so yeah. And then, that, and then he hungry. might move down. And then he might move down and fight Adesanya because Adesanya is fighting the 205 champ. Uh, oh, so Adesanya's going up in weight. So, yeah, so then Adesanya yeah. goes up after that fight and John Jones comes up. Like, that's the only way you stay motivated because John Jones has made the money, maybe not as much as McGregor. Not maybe. I know he hasn't. Like, McGregor Definitely not. Nobody different has. stratosphere. But he's got, he's good. He doesn't need to yeah. worry about money, I don't think. Um, so, like, what what do you do? And But he's got the titles too. So, for, John Jones has hurt his, himself, though. He's like the biggest, I think White, Dana White said it to the biggest waste of potential. Of talent, um, yes, and he's done it to himself, and still, but somehow still the greatest of all time. And he's still the greatest like, of all time. Shit? And he's like thirty-two. Like I, he's still young. He's been in that game for so long that he's still yeah. not quite out of his prime just yet. So, I, I don't know so what you do. Crazy. McGregor Wait, I mean, needs like a, to. I don't, I don't know if I'm excited. I was never excited to watch McGregor fight. Uh, really, I was excited to see what other fighters do against him, and it seems that time or his, his lack of evolution yeah. or whatever it is has caught up or lack of drive, like. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not in his head. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. We're just spitballing what what could be going on. But I, like we're only also we're he talking hasn't fought about in, it. in a long time. <laughs> we're, yeah, he hasn't fought since like last January. Yeah, we're talking about it in the way that like how we think we would be in that type of situation. Right. Like because like yeah we we li- we have a good life right like we we have a home we have I mean a, a good relationships good friends and all <clears> this. but like. We also don't have a hundred million dollars in the bank account, right? You know what I mean? Like, if we—that's a different level of comfort, bro. Like, regardless, I guess that's a different level of 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 safety that would be incredible. And then when you, and then you're like, ah, but I gotta go make two million to get punched in the face, right? Like, nah, bro. Like, I could just, I could just buy these GameStop stocks real quick <laughs> and just call it a day, bro. Like, we out. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. I think I think I'm good with not seeing him fight again. Like I'm good with seeing some new blood. And it's not not that I you know I'm a big I'm a big Connor fan, but I think it's just time for you know do something else. Like get into promoting, bro. Like I'm I'm cool with him like doing something else and and just yeah. moving on. Start start your own uh fight league. Tell me people want to get yeah, behind do something that. in Ireland. Right? Yeah. Oh, for real, bro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cogba, if you know about right, promotion, my brother, yeah. Uh, yeah, we gotta. If you know about promotion, he, and who doesn't? He is a better promoter than Dana White yeah. will ever be. Oh, absolutely. Because he d- also did it right. Like Dana White talks all this shit, but he's he has the same amount of fight fights as we do. So yeah, fuck true. fuck Dana White. I oh I will I will always have a problem with authority, always and forever. Fuck that guy. 
All right, my brother. Uh, catch you on Wednesday, yeah, or maybe Friday for or Thursday for the for the financial podcast. Like I said, the podcast will continue to grow and evolve. It's not always the same shit. Not just sports. It's man chatter, and we talk about everything. All right, guys. Peace, Johnny boy. Glad you're feeling better, man. Thanks, man. I'm out.